You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon to you. Jim and Trent, we say hello here on a Tuesday, 264-1700. is the phone number if you'd like to get in. Dynamite show for you today. Uh, 420, Alex Halstead from 24-7 Cyclone Alert will be our guest. Everything on the clones, including the running back, uh, Jabrell Brock, who is uh, scheduled for a visit to Iowa State this coming weekend. We'll get into that uh, with Alex. Scott Phillips at uh, 440 from NBC Sports, the upcoming NBA draft. And Jordan Bohannon from the Hawkeyes joining the show today at 520. You will not want to miss that. Trent, how are you, pal? And you got out of there last night just (laughs) in the nick of time. I'll tell you, I thought of you. Yeah, I was uh, up in Urbandale for Urbandale Dowling Catholic yesterday with high school baseball and uh, Jimmy B. We were getting the game in. Everything's moving slowly. The clouds were high overhead. No worry. Cooled things down, which was great. And then the lightning started to form and away we went. And the game was called after five and a half innings. But we got a, a game in. It's an official game. And Urbandale sweeps Dowling Catholic number two over number three in that one last night. A lot of high-level baseball, Jimmy B, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but in terms of D1 talent, guys moving on to play collegiately, it is so much talent and on display again last night. Really enjoyed it, that Urbandale team. That was a group of guys that went to the Little League World Series when they were yes. youngsters with the Urbandale Little League and, and now playing at a high level with the varsity team. A lot of fun following this group and all the teams across the CIML. Uh, look, there's great talent. We had a conversation about it yesterday about the talent that plays baseball here in uh, in the Des Moines area and throughout central Iowa. Uh, and uh, it's awesome. And a lot of these kids are getting scholarships to move on and play in college, and then they get drafted. So, mm-hmm. look, this is it, it's a great opportunity for kids like this, uh, and it's also a way to get to a school and not have that enormous bill as well when you graduate. So that's always helpful when you get some sort of scholarship funding. Well, Jimmy B. yesterday uh, got home from the game as the uh, as I was battling the rain on my drive home, and yes. well, I was pretty excited because the Cubs game hadn't even started. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this whole thing in. <laughs> I didn't know what the forecast was, but boy, I... I, looking back upon it, and I was reading Paul Sullivan, longtime uh, writer with the Chicago Tribune, and, and some of the other reports from Wrigley, they had an hour with no rain after the game was scheduled to start at 7.05 last night, more than an hour before the rain started, and they didn't even get the thing going. That, that's kind of a head-scratcher. I know you don't want to waste starting pitchers. You don't want them mm-hmm. to go out there and, and throw for 10 minutes and suddenly, sorry, now the game is delayed, but he had an hour. Come on, Cubs. Don't, don't you got to do a better job of that? Well, I I would have thought so. Trent, didn't we uh, yuck it up a little bit one day where the White Sox were playing and the Cubs weren't? We, we <laughs> that did sounds that. sounds familiar, the, the, yeah. The White, yeah. Yeah, the White Sox were playing and the Cubs weren't. They had the tarp on the field. I, I Look, we're not... We're not there, and we don't know the entire circumstances that were behind it, but maybe they felt that they weren't going to get that game in no matter what, mm-hmm. and maybe they just felt, they well, we're just going to blow it off because if we start and we get through two innings, then uh, everybody has to leave when we call the game. 
So I did see a funny tweet, though, from a guy who tweeted out, this is the fourth time I've tried to go to a Cubs game, and each time it's been rained out, he (laughs) tweeted. He says, I'm not going the rest of the year. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Probably a good call. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, it's all your fault, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, put it on them. That's the way that it is. And, you know, that, that leads to when you go down that path, now, you're not a fan. You don't have a team that you root for, even your alma mater. I mean, Eastern Washington, you, you don't give a crap about them, right? You don't like them because they got the red field out there in football. That damn red field drives me crazy, yes. <laughs> if they're not playing on the red field, then I watch them. Did you ever have anything quite like that, where when you were a fan of teams before you got into the business, where you had a certain shirt that you had to wear, a certain place on on the couch, Eddie. Did you ever fall into that line of thinking as a fan? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If if my team won and I had a pair of shorts on, I'd I'd wear the same shorts the next day or to the next game or whatever it was or the same pair of jeans or the same shirt or the same hat. You know, both of us, we like to wear baseball hats. We got hundreds of them, so we both like to wear them. And uh, yeah, that's I was in that. Yes, throughout my uh, days as a uh, junior high, high school kid, college kid, absolutely, Trent. Yeah, before I really, you know, got moving in this in the business, I was a uh, I was just like you know any other uh, fan of particular teams. And I, I think that it still sits with me from time to time on certain teams. You know, like. Uh, like when the Seahawks are playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you know, I get, uh, I, I used to love the Seattle Supersonics. And sure. so I still kind of follow OKC a little bit because that's who they used to be. Um, from that step, the Washington Huskies. When I was a Boy Scout, we used to be the people that would uh, be in the stands and help people to their seats, older folks, help them to their seats. So you got to go to a Husky game for free. So from that standpoint, yes. Is it still in my heart? Absolutely. Um, but I just don't follow it, you know, like like you. You're a hardcore Hawk fan, and and that's and that's fine. And and you live and die with what happens. You handle it, I think, amazingly well on the show, which is terrific. And a lot of times we agree to disagree. Or you just start yelling at me and just well, kick me off the show. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. happens. Yeah, right. yeah, that happens. But for me, I guess maybe because I've done so many national things and traveled so much that I just kind of lost that fan passion, and I'm much more attracted to stars. Look, I, I know you got Jordan Bohannon. He's coming up later on the show on mm-hmm. the 5 o'clock hour. I love to watch that kid play. Yeah. I really do. Uh, look, I, I I can't wait to you know hear the conversation. So from that standpoint, um, I, I liked I liked watching George Niang play. I, I thought he was a special type of uh, of talent, and I loved when David Johnson played at UNI. Boy, I tried to watch every UNI game I possibly could because that guy <laughs> was serious star power, yep. and he's proved it now in the NFL. So. You know, that's that's those are the things that that hook me uh, are the players and not so much the teams now. You know, uh, speaking of that, it, it reminded me of a moment. It was right after 
probably a year after I'd moved to Des Moines, and, and uh, Iowa was playing Wisconsin at Camp Randall. Didn't make it to that one. We were at home, and I was in my crappy little apartment as I just moved to town. And I had a buddy over that was watching the game with me, big Hawkeye fan. Well, he mm-hmm. went out to, uh, out to the little deck to smoke. He went out there to have a little puff. So he goes out there, and Iowa scores a touchdown. I, I will put the touchdown on the board. DJK scored six, and the Hawkeyes took the lead. Wisconsin was preseason top ten. They were ranked, I think, eighth or ninth in the country at the time. So I told him, you got to stay out there, bud. You, you just puff away all game long, but you got to stay out there because the Hawkeyes were playing well. Right after he came back in, disaster struck. They gave up a touchdown. I said, you got to stay on the deck. That's the only way the Hawkeyes are going to win. Well, of course, they didn't, but I fall into that trap from time to time, too. Sure, yeah. Sit, sitting yeah. in the right spot. All right. Yep. Yeah, gotta, yeah. You got to do that. Fandom, it can do crazy things. And that's, Jim, a lot of times when you start to go nuts on, on the nerds on the message boards and going crazy about that, remember they are fans. It, it, they're not seeing everything oh, I know. through yep. pristine glasses. Your yep. your mind is warped as a fan, and it's <laughs> good that mind, you. Your mind is warped. You, it's yeah. good though that you can remember that from time to time. And I got to pull I you can. back from that ledge for because sometimes yep. you get a little angry at them. You get fired up. Remember, they're just fans. They're just fans. Oh, they're, a little, they're a little goofy. Yeah, they are. Well, fans is short for fanatical. So from that standpoint, I understand. Hey, you know, I I know that. Uh, that we're going to get in with Scott Phillips and talk a, a lot of uh, NBA stuff coming mm-hmm. up at about 440. But I just noticed something. Jonte Porter, the uh, brother of Michael Porter, who's in the draft, who played like 50-plus minutes of college basketball and thinks that he should be drafted number one. Jonte Porter is quoted as saying, and, I, and, and this is after Jonte Porter went through the uh, NBA process, and I'm quoting, I was trying to prove myself that I could be a one-and-done player. I got punked by them. That's why he is back at Missouri, and he says he's wiser and ready to compete. I like now, that. that. Now, that's honesty from a kid. Uh, you got to like that. Absolutely. Very good to see that. And, and a day where there's been a, a lot of comics in the last few days about guys, somebody actually yes. bringing some levity, some perspective. Yes. Few and far between anymore in college athletics and the NBA. Very, very good to see. Hey, with that, Jimmy B here on the local front, uh, a really well, sad and, and concerning story that, that broke this morning about Iowa wrestler, the heavyweight Sam Stoll, an All-American, yeah. uh, put together another great season a year ago. But Sam Stoll this morning, 4.37 a.m., was uh, shot in the knee, gunshot to the knee, Still uh, nothing concerning as it pertains to life-threatening. In fact, he already has been released from the hospital. Obviously, I haven't seen anything to what extent this is. A guy that's battled a lot of injuries. If healthy, he's a guy that can win a national championship for Iowa next year. The guy is that talented. But because of those injuries and now with this, you just left wondering, is his wrestling career over? It's, It's a developing story, but... That's not what you anticipate when you crack open Twitter in the morning. A wrestler, a college athlete inflicted with a gunshot wound. My question is, what the hell was he doing at 4.30 in the morning aside from sleeping? Yeah. That's my question. That's my question right there. So something was going down, 
and there was a gun involved someplace, and they're saying that it's an accidental discharge. We'll wait and see when we see the police report how all of this happened. But right now, there have not been any charges filed. But look, 4.30 in the morning, guys, let me tell you, nothing good is going down at 4.30 in the morning unless you're already in the sack and you're having a dream. And so you roll over next to her, and it's time to become athletic at 4.30 in the morning. That's a different kind of situation. But otherwise, nothing is good if you're up running around at 4.30 in the morning. Well, I guess the only thing could be maybe this could be getting up to hunt. You know, a gun involved that way. Maybe. That's the yeah. only possibility of yeah. something. Hunting, you got to get up early. Right. Catch, a, catch an early morning 6 a.m. flight. Yeah, got that. Okay. But I'm trying to think, what's even in season right now? Is there, I mean, you, you can't hunt deer right now, right? You can't. No. Uh, so, yeah, that that was the only thought that I had. At first, I was like, well, and, and I know plenty of Hawkeye wrestlers in the past. A lot of them were big into hunting and fishing, so that's where my yep. mind went. But you think about that during the fall. That's the time you're thinking hunting. You're not thinking about it in June when it's 100 degrees outside. There you go. So I just, I just remind folks, nothing good with the exception of that one thing that I mentioned. If she decides to roll up on top, that's the only time that it's good at 4.30 in the morning. That's all right, it. all right. Stop being creepy. We got to get out of here. We got Alex Halstead <laughs> coming up on the other side. We'll change from a little Hawkeye talk. Into the Cyclones, a new commitment on the football field. A big uh, visit coming up this weekend with Jirel Brock making his way to Ames. We'll get into that and a whole lot more. Coming up on the other side, Alex Halstead from 24-7 Sports. He joins us on Jimmy B and TC. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush Niggett. Sponsored by Kidda. How old are your smoke alarms? Replace today with Kidda's worry-free alarms. Get 10 years of power and no low battery chirps. Kidda, technology that saves lives. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. 
The United States Track and Field Outdoor Championships are returning to Des Moines June 21st through the 24th. Over 1,000 of the best track and field athletes from across the country will compete at the historic Blue Oval at Drake Stadium. Get in on the action. Purchase tickets at draketicks.com slash USATF and find volunteer opportunities at catchdesmoines.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good, too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net. For Wolf Construction, A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, wolfconstruction.net. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. Jimmy B and TC, we continue on as Brinson has left his post, and uh, we will find out where Jimmy B is here in just. I'm here, pal. I'm here. Come on. What what are you doing? I just. I'm just. uh, well, you, 
you got me all hot and bothered. I had to go down, and I drank a bunch of water. And, you know, when you're old, water goes right through you. So I had to make a pit stop. I see. Yeah. I see. I was wondering. I look over, and no Brinson. Well, luckily, I know I knew I wasn't going to be alone here this segment because we got Alex Halstead is joining us, CycloneAlert.com, as you can find Alex's work great on the recruiting front and a whole lot more, and he joins us here today. Alex, what's happening? Not too much. You you mentioned recruiting there, and that is what's keeping me busy in this slow month. I think they say June's maybe maybe the one of the worst months of the year to to cover college football and the like. But I would say it's another big recruiting weekend coming up before the dead period, and that's still keeping me busy as we move towards July and Big Twelve media days. And then before we know it, uh, Paul Camp will be here. It'll go quick. It seemingly does mm-hmm. each and every year. And one of the top names on the list, Jairiel Brock, was supposed to be coming in early uh, throughout this week during the midweek visit to Iowa State Ford official. Instead, he'll be doing that this weekend as a visit with the University of Iowa has been canceled. Jirel Brock, what's the latest you're hearing there, the four-star running back from over in Illinois, and what you're hearing from the Cyclone perspective? Yeah, so this has been an interesting recruitment with Brock. We've got him, first of all, I guess, as a, as a top 247 running back in the 2019 class. You mentioned they're a four-star and you know, kind of a five foot eleven back for Iowa State. They view him as you know a bigger back in terms of um, in terms of what they're looking for in this recruiting class. And his recruitment's been interesting because you know way back from the beginning, when you look back last January, Iowa, Iowa State were always kind of considered two of the top schools in that mix. Kirk Ferentz and Matt Campbell both went and watched him play basketball games in January. Both schools also had their staffs in at various points and. Things have kind of wavered back and forth with, with both of those schools. Minnesota's made up a lot of ground, and then Northwestern offered him right before he cut his list, and now they're in the mix. So it's been interesting because he scheduled five official visits, and now two of them have been canceled. Purdue canceled the visit, and then Iowa uh, this week canceled it. And like you said, at, at the beginning of the week, the plan was for Brock to be at Iowa State yesterday and today and then finish up his official visit tomorrow at Iowa State, then go to Iowa since Iowa canceled the official visit with him, he'll come to Iowa State this weekend, June 22nd through 24th. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think right now it's probably Iowa State, Minnesota, and Northwestern. That's one piece of it is Brock. The other piece is Iowa State really likes Brees Hall as well down in Wichita. He just visited last weekend unofficially, and um, I think they'd be happy with either of those running backs in this class to go with the commitment they got yesterday from Leonard, um, Leonard Glass, who's a five foot nine back. So they're looking at two running backs. They've got their five foot nine. You know, smaller back, and now Brock or Brees Hall would be kind of the guy they'd like to put with him. Um, will they offer immediately, do you think, or do you think this is just a visit and that's it? They, they would, I think, if they would take him on this visit um, if he would commit, you know, but there are still moving parts, I think, between him and Hall. You know, I think if, if Hall were to commit, say, tomorrow, that would obviously be done with their, their running back recruiting. So there's still some moving parts, and I think that was kind of the case with Iowa as well, when you look at Iowa's running back scenario, you know there was a point in time I think they were going to take two running backs in this class, and I think they feel good about Tyler Goodson, a kid who will be announcing here in a, probably about two weeks, I think, from today he'll announce. And so they felt like a good place there. That's one reason they canceled the visit with Brock. And now Iowa State's got to kind of go through this. You know, they, they like both Brock and Paul, and so they've got to kind of just figure that out. But, you know, sometimes in recruiting, as you start to fill up, it's kind of just a matter of timing. Who commits first? And right now, Brock will get done with this visit at Iowa State. Um, the dead period starts Monday, so he can't take visits until after July 24th. And so most likely he's going to make a decision sometime in the month of July. 
Well, it's not just Brock coming up on the visit this weekend, making an official. I think you said you've confirmed at this point six guys will be making official visits. Give me some uh, other names that you're hearing right now and, and other possibilities maybe of a commitment coming up pretty soon. Yeah, so last weekend they had seven official visitors in town. This weekend I've confirmed six so far, and those numbers can always change as you get closer to the weekend. But this is these are the first set of official visitors uh, in the summer that Iowa State's had. You know, this is the first year you can bring guys in this early, and so this is the first two weekends they've done that. Like I said, the dead period then runs Monday, June 25th through July 24th. So you got about a month-long dead period where you're not bringing in kids. So Iowa State's plan through, through these two weekends has been bring kids in who might decide in July or who want to get their official visits done in the summer and decide before the school year because you're kind of fighting with other schools to get those kids in town you know, before that time runs up. So we talked about Brock there. I think one other interesting name to watch this week will be Des Melton, a uh, tight end down in, in, um, in around Glendale, Arizona area. He's from the same high school as Joey Ramos, who they uh, got committed and who's now on campus from the 2018 class in offensive lineman. Um, from Deer Valley High School there. And so he's a six foot four tight end, but he's been a running back the last two years at Deer Valley. And I would say kind of sees him as an H-back. We've seen them kind of start to develop their tight ends a little bit more with Chase Allen, uh, you know, Dylan Sainer, Charlie Kohler. We'll see those guys as um, freshmen and true freshmen this year as traditional tight ends. But I would say really wants to kind of get an H-back into its offense. And I think that's something that we won't maybe see as much this year. We'll see it a little bit. But in, in future years, they would like to have somebody in the backfield at times or that can move around, flex out wide. That's a tight end, but also you throw the ball to him. And uh, Melton, like I said, has a connection with Ramos on campus, and he's visited in April. And I think they're trending well for him right now, uh, along with you know Arizona and Arizona State. So I think he's one interesting name. And then another interesting name that I actually just confirmed here a little bit ago as the sixth guy is a cornerback named Alex Hogan down in Texas, and you know this is a cornerback Iowa State's been on for quite a while back into the spring, and back in April was Iowa State and Colorado leading, and um, you know this will be his fourth official visit. He's been to Colorado, Memphis, and Texas Tech. He'll come to Iowa State right here before the dead period, and I don't know if they'll get him to commit this weekend, but he's at least in a position where after this weekend he'll have taken four visits and be inching closer to a decision because you only get five total. Alex Halstead is our guest, 24-7, Cyclone Alert, always great information. Uh, anything you need to know on the clones, Alex has got it. All right, uh, take me then to basketball, and the Cap City League is underway. Uh, I'm sure that you have seen some of the guys play. Uh, what uh, gets you excited with just the first few games that you have witnessed? Well, it did start off on a good note in terms of you know the first guy – um, that we saw in the first game was David Horton Tucker. And I think just seeing him physically, you know, you see him, this six four six five guy, he does have really long arms. You know, we saw that his wingspan, and we've talked about this before, is, is I think seven foot one. And so you do see the long arms. You do see the, the ready-made Big 12 body, you know, just in terms of build, right around 230 pounds, 235 pounds. And so I think that, and then he, he did have some impressive moves, I think, around the basket. Now, this isn't stuff he's going to be doing in, in Big 12 play, some of it, but just seeing him up close and at least seeing a little bit of the athleticism was good. But I think the, the story of the Cap City League, more than anything, is it's probably trending in the, in the direction of, of the primetime league with Iowa and UNI, which, which has ended. And I think I, I would be surprised if the Cap City League goes on, at least in the form it is with Iowa State, uh, very heavily involved because you just look at, at it and um, 
we already knew that Cameron Bard wasn't playing. You know, be at, he's at the wellness program. We know that Nick Wilder-Babs had an internship, but Solomon Young's not going to play this summer now. Uh, he obviously had that cleanup surgery in the spring, and they're not with his meniscus. They're not going to have him go through anything. Uh, he's been cleared to play in practice with Iowa State, but he's not doing the Cap City League. Zion Griffin had cleanup surgery on his MCL. He's not playing. Prentice Nixon won't play in it. And um, then, you know, we find out that Mario Shayak has a sprained ankle, and he's not going to play. So you have seven of their 13 scholarship guys aren't playing in the Cap City League this summer. And so there's just not a ton to see there. And I think it just seems to be trending into the direction of now that schools can have more workouts with kids, you know, maybe things like the Cap City League and Primetime League are just starting to go away. Well, certainly disappointing and uh, providing content during the summer, always something good for us, but it's the reality, always moving there. Hey, speaking of Iowa State and hoops, uh, a very important offseason here as they get ready in terms of recruiting. We talked a lot of, of football recruiting, but anything new to report over on the basketball side of things? Some names they're keeping an eye on. I know July, that is going to be a big uh, evaluation period in basketball. What's the latest you're hearing over there? Yeah, that's what's going to be, I think, the, the big timetable for us to figure out what's going to happen here in this 2019 recruiting class for, you know, Steve Prohm and company is, is what happens in the next five to six weeks because James Kane is now in Ames. He's, you know, doing, doing recruiting. You know, they, they offered a, a kid last night in Toledo, a 2020-point guard that had a date and offer. That's obviously a James Kane offer. Mm-hmm. Then right before I came on with you, they offered a 2019 center down in Florida, um, which is an area he's recruited, Florida and Ohio are two of, two of his areas. And so we've seen him offer a couple kids already, and so I think that's what's going to be interesting to me in the next four or five weeks into that July recruiting period is what kind of new offers do they extend because of areas that he's in, whether that's Florida or Ohio, and, and, and then how do they kind of get into the Midwest with him because they were recruiting Minnesota. So the, there are a few standout names, I think, still Kai Kai Tandy um, in Kentucky is – probably maybe their top point guard guy right now. Um, they're in pretty good shape with him, and Steve prone has got a good relationship there um, from kind of the Murray, Kentucky area. So that's one guy, and then, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold because if we remember back to last year, this time this time last year, you know, they were just starting to reheat things with Taylor Horton Tucker. They hadn't discovered Zion Griffin or, Teddy, or Tyrese Halliburton. They had just offered George Condit. So it was this time of year where basically their whole class started to come together. Now, some years you see things unfold in April, but last year, and it looks like this year, a lot of the recruiting is going to start to unfold more so in June and July. Mm-hmm. Interesting, Alex. Very interesting. Uh, do you see now that Steve Prohm has uh, gone out and got a coach that he's very familiar with, uh, your take on a little background on the new assistant coach? Yeah, I think I think Prome did look at just a couple names. I, you know, my thought is that I think he looked at Kyle Green at U and I, and probably James Kane at Dayton. And so, you know, it never hurts to have familiarity. Um, I know some people have kind of knocked that. You know, he's always kind of gone with with familiarity. But you know, in this case, he got a guy that you know spent six years at Murray State and four goes under Steve Prome and uh, working alongside current Iowa State assistant William Small. So there's a lot of familiarity just in terms of you know what you're getting um i think the biggest question is just going to be recruiting but uh you know kane has been a good recruiter iowa state's release you know said that he signed 11 guys during his six years at murray state and, and nine of them became starters um you know we'll see what he what he recruits to at this level and i don't think it's really the fact that whether he can or can't recruit it's more so where his territory is going to be and i assume they're going to rely on ohio you know because of his time spent 
at Dayton. You know, that's an area he recruited, and there is talent in Ohio. Um, he'll go down to Florida. You know, 2019 forward um, Luke Anderson, the guy that they had as a, as a high target, and I texted him a couple days ago um, right before they announced James Cannon as the coach, and he said that's who his lead recruiter was at Dayton. So I think Ohio and Florida are, are areas he's going to recruit, but can they get him into Minnesota and, and into the state of Iowa? Is he going to be the guy that kind of takes over the Midwest? Because that's where Neil Barry was starting to recruit, and when Barry left, Trump has been the guy recruiting Minnesota kids in the last month or so. And so I assume Kane will take that over, and I think that's what's going to be most interesting because those are areas that you've got to continue to recruit is within six hours of Ames. Full circle, Alex, back to the football front and recruiting and a commitment for the uh, class of 2019. What do you know about Leonard Glass from Mountain Cali? Yeah, so he's a guy that visited last weekend, uh, you know, his official visit, and a guy that you know, right before the weekend picked up an offer from Oregon State, uh, Washington State, and Iowa State going into the weekend were kind of the two main schools, you know, fighting for him. And we classify him as an athlete, and I think that's probably, you know, the best way to put it. He, he plays both ways as a receiver slash running back on offense and then a defensive back um, on the defensive side of the ball. And Iowa State was recruiting him and, and will take him as a running back. But like I said at the top, you know, when talking about Brock and Hall as bigger running backs, you know, he's about five foot nine and, a guy that I think they think can put they can put in the backfield and you know be one of those smaller backs, but also split them out wide and out wide and just do different things with him. So Iowa State wants two running backs in this class, and, and they get him out of California. And now I think this, the second step of that is can they get Jarrell Brock or Brees Hall to go with them? You know, Brock is five foot eleven, Brees Hall is six foot two. Those guys are more considered all around, you know, every down type backs, and that's kind of their hope is to put Leonard Glass now with one of those guys and kind of have a one-two punch in this recruiting class because you're going to lose Mike Warren mm-hmm. and there's a chance you could lose David Montgomery if he has a good year to the NFL early. Uh, do you think that the offense is going to be tweaked a little bit? you think it might be uh, even a little more wide open than what we witnessed last year just because of the talent that's coming back and what is coming in? I think they will continue to evolve it. You know, I think Start, that will start a little bit with the tight ends. Um, yeah, Toledo, there were, in some of those later years when he really developed tight ends, you know, guys that had NFL-type potential at tight end, they were running, I think, 35 40% of the time, double tight end sets. And so I think we could start seeing more tight end usage just period. You know, that's just getting one tight end on the field. But I think we could also start seeing that. You know, they're recruiting, like I said, Des Melton as this, this H-back. The, the tight end they're going to take in this class is probably going to be an H-back. And so that's kind of a new piece for the offense that they've used in the past but haven't used it at Iowa State because they don't necessarily have the personnel for it. And then, you know, I just mentioned Leonard Glass, and you look at a guy like that's on campus right now, he probably fits the mold of a Johnny Lang who could be, you know, part of two backfield sets or split out wide as a running back. So I do think they're, they're trying to get some of these pieces in to run their full offense that they've done at different times, but they're still working on getting to double, double tight ends. They're still working on getting that H back in and, getting the scat back type guy that can move around. And so as they keep recruiting, I do think this offense is going to continue to evolve, but I think we'll start to see that a little bit this year with maybe double tight ends and things like that. Good stuff. Hey, Alex, as always, great catching up with you. Thank you so much for your time. We'll do it again next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you guys later. Alex Halstead, CycloneAlert.com, joining us here today. We 
go over, and, well, there will be no Cyclone drafted in the NBA draft. Lindell Wiginton pulling his name away. But we are going to talk some draft. Big 10, Big 12, the top prospects. We'll do it next year. Scott Phillips from NBC Sports. He's up next. Jimmy B and TC on 1700. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Looking dry out there this evening, but more showers and thunderstorms coming into the area overnight with locally heavy rain possible, low near 69. More showers Wednesday morning, more thunderstorms possible by Wednesday afternoon, high temperature near 78. On Local 5, Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Sponsored by Serta. Kiss your old mattress goodbye and save on Serta iComfort models. Only at select local retailers. Hurry in today to Archer Home Center in Adel or visit SertaRetailers.com. And now, an ad from Mom. Save money on car insurance by bundling home and auto with Progressive. And cut. That was good. So are there any other things you need me to talk about or I could do an ad for something I really like, like lotion. You know, oh, I am just a nut for lotion. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Turn to Lowe's for great deals on all kinds of gear to make this a summer to remember. Cut down on yard work time with up to 20% off select outdoor power equipment. If you're looking to add a little flavor to your summer evenings, a new grill is just the thing. Especially now, because you can get up to 30% off select grills for a limited time. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 620 while supplies last. See store for details. Come on out to Westwood Golf Course, Newton's beautiful 18-hole golf course. We're just a short drive from the Des Moines Metro. and Westwood, we have a scenic and challenging 18-hole golf course, a full practice facility, driving range, practice putting and chipping area, and a short game practice area. We've also got a fully stocked pro shop with all the name brands like Titleist, Ping, Callaway, and much more. Check out our Facebook page and website for great specials at westwoodgolfcoursenewton.com. Come play your next round at Westwood Golf Course in Newton. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. 
fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. What type of people will create a world without type 1 diabetes? We're the lift each other up type. The more determined than you think type. The type that will walk for life-changing research. And stop at nothing. Until type 1 becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you, so one day you could say, I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, give it away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. Welcome back, Jimmy B and TC. We take you up until 6 o'clock each and every weeknight on your drive home. Time to talk a little NBA as this portion of the program Presented by Bennigan's on Merle Hay Mall, a presenting sponsor of high school baseball all summer long on 1700. And a great place to stop out, watch the ball game, make it Bennigan's on Merle Hay as we welcome in Scott Phillips from NBCSports.com. Scott, what's going on? Not too much, guys. Just prepping for this draft. It's looking to be a wild one with a lot of the big names that we're seeing up at the top, but there's really not a consensus besides DeAndre Ayton going to Phoenix at this point. Yeah, that's uh, that top spot, and and that's where I wanted to start with you because Scott, I'm I'm a bit confused by this. I, I like DeAndre Ayton; think he can turn into a very nice player. I don't know if he's a centerpiece on a championship team, but there might not be that guy in this draft here. But why is it so consensus? Is is it just the fact that Phoenix has the number one pick and a local kid and going that direction, or do you see a clear cut? He is number one. I think he's the clear-cut number one and has been for quite some time as long as the motor has been active and running. And after that impressive freshman season at Arizona where he answered a lot of those questions about how hard he was playing and adding strength in the weight room and the things he was doing off the court to improve his game, I think that the tools and you know physical capabilities that DeAndre Ayton brings to the table could be potentially special. We look at him as you know a seven-foot athlete who is a little bit in the mold of a DeAndre Jordan or a Dwight Howard in terms of how athletic and how you know physically freakish he is. But what separates Ayton from those guys is that he actually has some touch away from the basket. A lot of times Jordan and Howard would get taken out of games because they can't make free throws. They obviously can't stretch the floor as jump shooters. Aiton could do both of those things. He could be a guy who makes 70% of his free throws and is able to step out and hit some three-pointers or even some mid-range jumpers to space the floor and bring the opposing center away from the basket once in a while. And that's what really makes him unique in this draft. 
Um, I'm really curious about Luka Doncic uh, coming over from Europe. I just saw that his team won the Euro basketball title. So he will be now apparently in the green room on Thursday night. Uh, the kid's got skills. We know that at 6'8 and about 225, and he's only 19. Have you had a chance to assess? And if so, is this a guy who will be a very good, maybe not a super, super type star, but a very good NBA player for 10 years? Yeah, I think he's going to be a longtime pro. And there's going to be some questions about Luka Doncic's athleticism and how his lack of foot speed and lateral quickness maybe translates to the NBA game, especially because he maybe hasn't faced the elite caliber athlete that we're seeing now at the NBA level with two-way wings. But, you know, you look at his IQ, his savvy, his ability to pass the ball and read pick and rolls at six foot eight, and he's a winner at all levels that he's played at and done such impressive things already at the professional level as a teenager that you can't overlook what this guy knows in terms of his IQ for the game. And, again, he's got to really adjust to the athleticism and figure things out from that perspective. It took some time for guys like Ricky Rubio as well, who came over from Europe after being teenage sensations over there. But I think that Dantic has a chance to be a very long-time pro and one of the most pro-ready guys we're going to see in this draft because he's already been playing against grown men for a number of years. You know, a lot of people bring up with him the concerns about athleticism. If he if he has the requisite side-to-side quickness to compete at the NBA level, is, is that anything that you look at, a concern to you? Yeah, absolutely. I think that his one-on-one defensive capabilities are definitely going to call into question. And, you know, you look at the NBA game right now and these wings that are coming out, they have to be able to shoot three-pointers, and they have to be able to defend on the other end, especially if you go with a small ball lineup. And Doncic's obviously got the ball skills and the ability to read uh, passing lanes and things like that, but I think that he has to prove that he's athletic enough to keep up with some of these freak athletes that we're seeing on the wing now because he's going to have some question marks about his foot speed and his lateral quickness. Uh, The other player that is very intriguing is Marvin Bagley Jr. out of Duke. Um, Everybody knows the guy was double-double at Duke, uh, knows what he can do, has a high motor, but he cannot guard his shadow. So is that going to be a major impact, or will it be the general managers and coaches, okay, once we get him, we can teach him the basic skills of defense? I think that he has the athletic capabilities, Marvin Bagley, to become an adequate NBA defender. Now, he didn't show that at Duke. Obviously, they played a 2-3 zone with that team and struggled on that end quite a bit this year. Bagley's not really a natural rim protector either. He's not the kind of guy who's going to have a lot of blocked shots, but he gets off the floor so quickly as a first and secondary leaper that I could see him eventually turning into a guy that can at least be a little bit imposing down there. And I think the fluidity that he has with his hips uh, moving laterally is also something that's been understated about him. He's the type of guy who could switch on to smaller guys onto the perimeter maybe be able to defend them a little bit as well in some small ball lineups. And you look at his ability to maybe put up 20 and 10 in the NBA, and you'll take those defensive concerns if he's putting up those types of numbers on the offensive end. You know, Scott, we're at the crossroads here of the Big Ten, Big 12, so I'm going to throw a Big Ten, Big 12 one at you. You need a big guy for your team. You can either take Jaron Jackson out of Michigan State or Mo Bamba from Texas. Who's your selection? I'm going to go with Jaron Jackson Jr. He's slightly younger, one of the youngest players in this draft. He's got NBA bloodlines, and what separates him from Mo Bamba is that he's got a proven three-point shot, something that Bamba is developing over time. And 
with Jaron Jackson Jr., he wasn't necessarily showcased properly at Michigan State this season. Tom Izzo went with some bizarre decisions and going with guys like Ben Carter and Gavin Schilling over him in marquee spots in the NCAA tournament. So I don't think we saw the best out of Jaron Jackson that we're going to see in the future. But Jackson's got a really understated defensive presence. He had a higher block rate at Michigan State this season than Anthony Davis had at Kentucky, wow. so he can really defend the rim. And he's the type of guy, again, who could space the floor and be kind of the new-age model of what pro teams are looking for out of big men. You know, that's interesting. Okay, I, I like Jackson as well. Then where does Bamba go in all of this? It's funny. I think he's kind of the fourth or fifth guy at this point. That's not saying that's a bad thing, but... There's some question marks about Bamba's game and how it might translate to the next level. People obviously mention his seven foot ten wingspan, his freakish ability to move laterally and get up and down the floor for his seven foot size, but that jumper, as I alluded to, is a big question mark for him. He showed it a little bit at Texas. He's been working with a noted shooting guru and Drew Hanlon out in Los Angeles during the pre-draft process and has looked better in workouts one-on-one, but it's a completely different thing to be able to shoot at game speed with guys coming at you with NBA length and athleticism. So it remains to be seen if Bamba will be able to stretch the floor. I'm optimistic that he can. He still has the upside to be the best player in this draft at the end of the day, but I think those other guys ahead of him, uh, you know, Aiton Bagley and, and Jaron Jackson, are slightly more polished offensively than Bamba at this point. Talking with Scott Phillips, NBCSports.com, as we take a look at the NBA draft. And, well, the guy that's probably the most polarizing for a while felt like he was going to go number one overall, and that quickly dissipated is Oklahoma freshman Trey Young. He can score, he can pass, he can also turn it over a whole bunch, and he's not real big. What are your thoughts on Trey Young as he goes to the next level? I'm a big fan of his uh, game in terms of the pro outlook, and I think he's a little bit bigger than people give him credit for. Six foot two is a solid size for an NBA point guard. Not great, and you know he doesn't have great length or athleticism or things like that. But the skill level that he possesses is just something that you can't teach. You can't teach a guy how to be able to shoot thirty footers off of the dribble. You can't teach guys how to handle the ball and, and dish it like he can. And I think again, he didn't have necessarily the personnel at Oklahoma to help him get out of some of those situations once teams started really trapping and double-teaming him relentlessly. At the NBA level, I expect Trey Young to have a lot more space to operate with. Obviously, the pro game and the three-point line being extended helps in that, but having more talented teammates and guys capable of taking some of the burden off of him is going to really help him quite a bit as well. And The key thing for Trey Young for me is finishing over lengths in the paint. When you talk about guys like Steph Curry and other uh, point guards that maybe don't play above the rim like a Russell Westbrook, they have all sorts of unique floaters and ways that they finish in the paint over big guys. And Trey Young showed a little bit of that at Oklahoma, but he's got to be really consistent with that at the NBA level to be an elite three-level scorer. Okay, before we let you go, and we got about a minute or so left here, Scott, Scott Phillips, NBC Sports, NBA Draft. Uh, I'm really curious about trades. Will Thursday night, will we see a, I, I guess, a crazy night? Or do you think most teams are going to stay and make their selections? I think we'll see some trades for sure, but I wouldn't expect a lot of teams to try to trade into the top ten. We haven't seen it historically. Last year's swap where we saw Philadelphia and Boston swapping one and three was very historic Mm -hmm. for a number of reasons. And it doesn't appear that we're going to have a mega trade like that that really changes the entire outlook of the draft. But I still expect there to be a lot of smaller deals in place. There's a lot of teams like Atlanta with multiple first-round picks, 
the Clippers with multiple first-round picks. You have to always keep an eye on Philadelphia as well with the multiple second-round picks and their 10th pick as well. There's a lot of teams that could be making moves up and down the board to target guys that they really want, especially because the top group of this draft, 1 through 10, is very strong. And the second tier is underrated quite a bit as well, that 10 through 20 group. So I expect there to be some action in the first round with regards to trades. Final 30 seconds. What in the world is Puma doing throwing around all this money? (laughs) No idea. And it's with guys, big guys, who don't historically sell sneakers. You know, we look at guards and other types of athletic wings that really move the needle in terms of moving gear, and I don't see that with the big guys. It is a very... I'm with you. I I just... uh, Not what you expect to see. You expect Nike. You expect Adidas. Puma getting into it. Good stuff. Hey, Scott, thanks as always for joining us. We'll talk again soon. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. That's Scott Phillips. Give him a follow on Twitter as well, at Phillips Hoops. Great insight into the world of college basketball. And, of course, here coming up on Thursday night with the NBA draft. Jimmy B., I know you're pumped up. These are your worlds colliding, college basketball and the NBA. Oh, that, this is uh, one of the best nights that you can have. You know me. I love the NFL draft first round, and I love the NBA draft as well. Can't wait for Thursday night. Going to be a good one. Well, we got a big hour in front of us. Jordan Bohannon, the Hawkeye hoopster, he'll be by at about 5.15. We'll talk a, a lot with him, the offseason, how it's going, and his 21st birthday coming up next, hour number two. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry PC and Rush Niggett. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. 
industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Sponsored by Kidda. How old are your smoke alarms? Replace today with Kidda's worry-free alarms. Get 10 years of power and no low battery chirps. Kidda, technology that saves lives. By the time that we got up there, his room was filled with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment. Without the Kidda smoke alarm, my son would not be here today. Had it not been for that carbon monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Kidda makes technology that saves lives. Get these essential products at Menards. Granger stands for safety, and they know what safety stands for. S, safety. A, all about safety. F, feeling good about safety. E, extreme safety. T, talking about safety. Y, you guessed it, safety. First aid kits, eye wash stations, fire protection, you name it. For over 90 years, they've been helping to keep facilities safe and people safer. When it comes to safety, Granger's got your B-A-C-K. Call or click Granger.com to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roofing. 